I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie and Nikisha, <laughs> where we share our love for spooky spook things. I'm just laughing at all of Jamie's hand movements here. Uh, and we talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Jamie's got her lens on, and she is new too. ready to go. <gasps> Fancy. They look cute. Thank you. What I is it? Direct, like a um, not sponsored. Oh, nice. <laughs> what is it, like a cheetah print? What's happening? Uh, I, I like think it's like, like a, dots. what is it called? Um, turtle shell? Yeah, yeah, tortoise <gasps> something. Super cute. Love the colors. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so guys, look, look, uh, watch us on YouTube so you can see Jamie's awesome lenses. Check out my glasses. Check out our cool new glasses. <laughs> she can't see without her glasses. <laughs> <gasps> don't bring that up. The Jamie's trauma. never seen it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I just avoid traumatic movies. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, so so yes. so Evil Dead Rise is does not fit this into is that wheelhouse. Comfort movie. <laughs> All the Evil Dead, super chill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, just about a family. Yeah, trying worry. to make it work. <laughs> it's about. It's about family and cooking. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Sir, with the cheese grater. Leave the cheese grater out of this. Well, maybe uh, Lee Cronin should have left the cheese grater out of this. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) we already unhinged as this movie is, which I'm so excited to talk about because obviously, as we've already mentioned, we are talking about the 2023 supernatural horror film, Evil Dead Rise. I don't know why I said it like that, but that's how I felt. Dead by Dawn. When I saw the title card, just rise. <laughs> it's fun times. What's up, sis? I had the most beautiful dream. We were together sitting in a tall forest. The wind was clean and the birds were singing the sweetest melody. Melodies? It was the perfect day, and all I could think about was how much I wanted to cut you all open and climb inside your body so that we could stay one happy family. (laughs) Uh, So this is the fifth installment in the Evil Dead chain, and it was written and directed by Lee Cronin, as Brian, producer Brian has already mentioned, who is an Irish uh, film writer and director, which I did not know that. So super fun times. And it stars Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland, Gabrielle Eccles, Morgan Davies, and Nell Fisher. So before we get into everything that is Evil Dead Rise, producer Brian, give us those beautiful words that you always give us at the beginning of the episode. Of course. Um, We're on YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Thank you so much for watching us. Um, You can also find us wherever you get your social media from. So if that's TikTok, if that is Twitter, if that is Instagram, find us at (laughs) 
Talk Horror Pod. We're almost at 15K followers Woo. on uh, TikTok. So Yay. if you haven't followed us there yet, please do. Um, yeah, we do lots of fun stuff. We're reviewing all kinds of stuff there. Um, you can see my kind of non-spoiler, succinct um, reviews of movies like this and other movies. Uh, we do a lot of countdowns and stuff like that, lists. Um, mm. So uh, check us out there. Succinct. I love that word. I did not know that word until I got into <laughs> Hamilton. Succinct. <laughs> Is that in the show? It's in the show. He's succinct, persuasive. I mm. forgot what song, but that's the phrase. I can't tell you what the song's names are oh, anymore. Okay. Just, but <laughs> sure. It all just blends in together. <laughs> it's just, this is, it's about, I don't know, a gun and a duel. I, what, I don't know what it's called, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> Some it is. guy. <laughs> I, I don't know. Interesting, Some guy, interesting, secretary, interesting. treasury, people with slaves. I don't know. Just things. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very scary. So. Very cheery. Very uh, succinct. Just like this movie. Very <laughs> succinct. Well, we won't mm-hmm. be succinct about... Uh, we're going to talk about all the details in this. It's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. So heavy spoilers mm-hmm. ahead for Evil Dead Rise and probably some spoilers for some of the other movies. I know that I will be mentioning some of the stuff in the other movies. Uh, so if you have not caught up, please do take a pause, go to the movie theater, support your local theater, get some popcorn, enjoy the movie. It's a good time. And then come back and listen yeah. to us. And Jamie, what about those trigger yeah. warnings? Also, nice hair. Did you get your hair cut? I did. Ooh. I'm still, cute. I don't know. And now it's like more Bobby. Not like, not Bobby. like Bobby, Bobby. Bobby, baby. <laughs> That's also where Bobby. my brain went. Um, but <laughs> yes. it's like a little shorter than normal. So I'm still trying to figure out how to style it without looking like, you know, like a someone who wants to talk to your manager. It's not that true, but like, oh, no. it makes me nervous. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it does nervous. not look wow. like that at all. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Oh Thank my God. Um, <laughs> sorry. But yes, trigger so warnings. Your, your trigger warnings is for, <laughs> you know, angry people who want to speak to the manager. Um, <laughs> no, in this movie, um, I mean, hey, folks, we're back in the Evil Dead world there are insides on the outside in so many, so many ways. There are so many gruesome things, trigger warnings for cheese grater, trigger warnings for glass, trigger warnings oh, for God. slicing and dicing, for shotguns, for scalping, uh, mm. for um, oh, uh, yeah, drones, right. for uh, – I'm like trying to think of like any – every possible – Thing. I said cheese grater. That was the second one I said. I know, but I didn't bring it out. Oh, I wanted sorry, to bring sorry. It out. Brian yeah, has yeah, a yeah. cheese grater um, <laughs> that that we used in our dinner tonight. So you Ooh. know, it's it's very topical. Well, here's um, a life hack for everybody. Um, <laughs> if you have like cilantro or parsley and you don't want to pick up all the leaves, you stick the stem in here um, and you pull it through and all the leaves stay on top oh. and the stem comes out the bottom and it's much faster and much easier. Um, that, has been, that has been uh, your say. cheese grater <laughs> corner. This is your <laughs> cheese grater corner for our Evil Dead Rise episode. Thank you. Jeez Love that. Nice. I literally was going to say, Jamie, was that a TikTok <laughs> trend? Did y'all, did y'all learn that from yes, me? Yeah, it was. I and it I sent there. it to Brian and he was like, oh my God. And like literally any any, res- uh, any recipe that uses cilantro, he busts out the cheese grater. So, you know, I it's mean, nice helpful. to see it get different uses in uh, in this film. 
It really uh, makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. In this film, <laughs> okay. you different uses. Um, well, now we know uh, that else? if you're There's in a pickle. Like, uh, <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say now that yes. we know that if you're in a pickle and you're you need to get grab a weapon as quickly as possible, we can use a cheese grater. So mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. It's true. It is sharp. I, I've used this same cheese grater, and like it gets really close when you get your fingies. It's like ooh, scary. You know, keep, keep your fingers safe. <laughs> Keep your fingers True. safe. Yes. Um, <laughs> what else have I not yet mentioned? Um, there's so much blood, um, just like buckets upon gallons of it. There's an evil elevator. If you don't like elevators, this might be spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an earthquake that happens. Oh, uh, that's a good one too. There's mm-hmm. uh, creepy um, uh, records. Uh, so if you're mm-hmm. spooked out by records, uh, this is not the film for you. Um, yes. And demons, deadites. That's that's what we're dealing with, people. And, uh, you know, the Necronomicon is back, baby. Yes. The deadites oh, are back. Oh, oh, God. That's the main thing. <laughs> it's the yeah. wood chipper. Also a, a weird, Ooh. like, triple-bodied person demon. That end yeah. demon. Yeah. Some good stuff. Oh, so, so much, <laughs> so much. Ooh. Okay. Well, aside so from that, mm-hmm. so a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the whole, what, hour and 30 that the movie runs, there is something crazy happening. So if you don't want to see mm-hmm. all of that, this might not be, this might not be for you. You might want to, you might want to pass. So, yeah. <laughs> but just listen to us talk about it because it's still going to be a fun time, us talking about it. Uh, yeah. Grand. So you guys, I do want to talk about the fact that I had a trip to Ireland this uh, past week. It was so much fun. I wanted to go to the spooky prison that is there, but the whole week that I was Mm. there, it was booked solid. You could not get in. Wow. All the times, so I was like, ah, oh. so next time, next time I go, I'll have to go and see. And there's also this really nice um, graveyard. I forgot what the name of the graveyard is, but it's super huge, and it's in Dublin, and that was also uh, a big sight to see, uh, but I didn't get a chance to get all the way over there. But I was actually there for my best friend's wedding, which was super fun, and uh, Ireland is beautiful. It was rainy maybe like 60% of the time, but still the vibes are so just chill there and everyone is so nice and helpful and yeah, no, it's not bad. And actually the day of the wedding was gorgeous outside. So it was really nice that at least that day it was, it was nice. And the wedding was in uh, Killarney, um, which was a beautiful place. So we got to kind of do a little hike over there, see some things uh, over in Killarney and of course, you know, went to the Temple Bar in Dublin and Went to the Irish Whiskey Museum, which was super nice. And wow, that whiskey is very, very strong. And I could not even do the tiny taste test of it because it was a lot. Oh, really? Yes. And I was like, wow, I suck. I wish that I could hold my liquor better. But I can't. And that's okay. I've accepted that about myself. You know, something to talk to therapy about. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, it was really great. Have you guys ever had Powers whiskey or heard of Power, Powers whiskey? Powers? I feel like I've heard of it. I may have I had it, so. but it doesn't stand out like when you say okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
in the whiskey museum, they give you, they give you like a historical kind of like rundown of everything that happens. But and so like Jameson is the whiskey that kind of made it to the states. Uh, but mm-hmm. Powers is what they actually drink in Ireland. So um, it was. I mean, the the kind that I had at the whiskey museum was harsh. But when I actually went to a bar and just had another kind of Powers whiskey, it was delightful. Mm-hmm. So if you ever have the opportunity cool. to try Powers whiskey, it is uh, it's a fun time. Also, if you just have I'm the opportunity to go to Ireland, it it's it's great. Love it. Ten out of ten. I went there one time before when I was a teacher years ago and took my students there. So this time I didn't have to chaperone kids and I could run around and drink and do all the things. And it was really fun. Party. <laughs> Big difference. Fun time. Big difference. Big party. Lots of alcohol. And it was great. And I got to see college friends I hadn't seen in a while. So that's wonderful. Fun times. Yes. But yeah, I also heard this is like unrelated and I can't segue into this, but you guys tell me about uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, so we binged the heck out of Jamie had seen it before. This was my first viewing Ash mm. versus Evil Dead. It leaves um, Netflix on April 28th. Uh, so we were powering through it. That's your that's your uh, that's your segue. We powered oh. through. Uh, we power whiskey oh, through that. Um, there was no whiskey yes. drinking involved. Just, just so you know. <laughs> no. Um, but we still have the season three finale to watch, and that's the last episode. Um, so I'm kind of I'm just like savoring it. It's, you know that feeling of like if I don't finish it, then it still exists. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But so you can we still w- hang out with your friends. Yeah, but we will watch it before it expires on Netflix. Uh, but I had a great time, like an absolutely delightful time. And while I will say the seasons, um, none of the seasons are bad, but I definitely think that they they go down in quality story wise, or they get more convoluted as the seasons go on. But mm. they're always similar to Evil Dead Rise. Every single. Um, action sequence, every single kind of deadite reveal, everything, the blood, the guts, the gore, is always being topped in every single season. There have been some sequences that truly have made me belly laugh. There have been some sequences that have really like disgusted me in the best way possible. And I cannot mm-hmm. speak highly enough about this props and production department on this show. The makeup, <laughs> everything, really, really impressive. Um, everybody seems like they're having an absolute blast making this show. And um, it makes me sad that that's it. But also like... That's cool that it's it, because as we'll talk about this, like in the Evil Dead franchise lives very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Evil mm-hmm. Dead chain is in good hands. Um, oh, so, yeah, uh, yeah I, if you can get your if you can watch this, I would suggest watching it. Um, really fun. Spoiler alert. It's my suggestion at the end of this episode. What? Nice. OK. <laughs> Wonderful. Which. Gosh, I don't think I even put a suggestion, and I didn't. I have to think of one. Okay. Uh, grand. So let's get into it with a two-minute plot summary, and I will volunteer as tribute because I have to redeem myself from the 2013 <laughs> yes. uh, Evil Dead uh, whatever yes, whatever. Yes, agreed. So. What's the plot? <laughs> We're going to make this work. I'm an actor. I can do this. I am enough. We can make it work. (laughs) We believe in you. I, yeah, I believe in you. 
Whoa. <laughs> what are you saying? Whoa. Oh, my God. All right. Brian's out to get me. Yeah, it's okay. Great. Let's no, do no, it. No, no, Yeah, he's, he's got the cheese gray there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't get it right, you get graded. Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna to grade, grade you. you. Yeah. Uh, Actual oh, grade. God. I'll see Love myself it. out. All right. Anyway, two minutes on the clock. Evil Dead Rise. Go. So the movie opens with the Evil Dead doing its thing, running around in the forest. We go to a cabin. There is a girl who is already possessed by the little demon spirit, and she scalps her cousin and her boyfriend. And then it goes into the best title card ever of her rising up in the Evil Dead sign coming up. It was so fic- like fantastic. And so then we cut to a girl named Beth, who is a guitar maintenance person. She's on the road. She finds out that she's pregnant. And so she's like, oh, shit. Let me go to my sister because I don't know what to do. Her sister has three kids, which I will refer to as just older, middle, and younger kid, okay? And so the Beth goes to her sister trying to figure it out, but then her sister has an issue because they're going to get kicked out of their apartment. And then, bam, there is an earthquake. And so there is a hole in the little garage, and the kids go, and they find this book with some records, and, of course, it's the Book of the Dead. And so because the oldest child loves records, he plays One the minute. record. Great. He plays the record, and then the whole um, incantation comes out and possesses the mom, Ellie. And so then Ellie ends up going after the middle child, and the middle child gets possessed. The middle child goes after the oldest child. The oldest child gets possessed. And so then now there's just Beth and the youngest child. And so then all the people that Ellie has killed, along with the other two kids, meld together, and they're trying to kill everyone. And then Beth kind of lures them into a, I was going to say cheese grater, a wood chipper. (laughs) And so lures her into the wood chipper. And then crushes half of her but then there's only Beth's uh sorry Ellie's head left and so then Beth takes a chainsaw to Ellie's head and then goes through the wood chipper completely and so then you think everything is fine and then we get to the girl who we saw at the beginning who was possessed and she's on her way to the trip and the little evil dead kind of comes in and gets to her and then the movie ends and that is it. Evil Dead Rise. That was perfect. Bam. That's yeah. literally stopped at the right time. Woo. You absolutely 100% yes, redeemed yes, yourself yes. on that one. <laughs> yes. Kicking the Fantastic. Taking names. That's the plot. <laughs> Yes, and of course we'll talk about all of the actual gore and the things we liked because I would love to know like which of the scenes like was your best kind of kill, quote unquote, or your best kind of like gory moments in this. But God, there was just so many. So let's get into it with our first segment of likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. Beauty, so obviously this is all of our first time watching this movie, and we have already covered the four previous Evil Dead movies, um, so this is really interesting to watch this with all of the knowledge that we have of all of the other movies, or at least that's how I felt. So Jamie, do you want to start off with our likes and gripes? Sure. Um, as the lover of this chain... Um, I had a great time. I was, I'm very happy with this movie. Um, and like Brian was saying, I feel like, I feel like this chain is in very 
good hands, um, like moving forward. I feel like it's just, I feel very positively that it's going to continue to be a very successful chain moving forward. Um, I, I really like this cat, the cast of characters that we're presented with. Um, I, I love the focus on family. Um, and like, we're just shifting from like a group of friends to a family and like, you know, their relationships with one another, um, strained and whatnot. Um, I, I, I was really curious, like at the beginning when it started of like, how do we end up in this? Like, I know it takes place in an apartment building. So like, why are we starting in the cabin? And I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's Fair. a really great way. Like it was, it, I think that it was smart because it knows that like fans of this series are like, I want cabin, give me cabin. And like, that's where sure. we start. And so they're like giving us the opener of like, it's taking place in the spooky cabin. We know like shit's about to go down and it does. And then we shift into like, here's this like reimagining of, of, you know, what's going to happen here in this apartment building. Um, that scalping was like disgusting. Um, and I loved it. And it was, it was such a great, yeah, everyone gasped. Um, and laughed a lot in like the best of ways <laughs> yeah. in, in the movie I don't, theater. I don't think people were ex- in our theater specifically. I'll speak to our experience, Jamie. I mm-hmm. don't think people are expecting it to get that gory and brutal that quickly. Yeah. I mean, it, nice. it very much feels like it's channeling. So like, I'll get into this more later, but it definitely is channeling like the, the evil dead 2013, vibe a lot yes um but i think like going right in going right for the extreme gore and like intense horror i thought was a really great um a great start so like yeah i definitely wasn't expecting the scalping and was just like oh my god or like the decapitated guy um and then like that title card i know brian loves a good title card and this was Mm -hmm. a great one to start that's my first note on my likes the title title card card. Mm -hmm. Um, wonderful uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I, I mean, there's always going to be the frustration. I think like as a podcast, as a mental health professional, there's always going to be like the, how do we get to the point of the story? And whenever we're, we're always going to complain whenever there's a character who's doing a series of things that like, we just know they shouldn't be doing. There is mm-hmm. an earthquake that just hit your dilapidated apartment building. Why are you going in a hole? Why are you going in a hole? I, I Why? don't, <laughs> I think like I just made hand gestures while sitting in the theater, if Brian can. Lots I just of like, hand I was just like, <laughs> I like did a lot so of that. Many. I was just like, I just cannot fathom a world. I'm like, fine, I get it, you're a young person. Your prefrontal cortex is not fully formed. Why are you going <laughs> in that fucking hole? You An earthquake just hit your building. Like, honestly, I'm surprised that the building was still standing based on, like, how, like, condemned it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. But, like, why do you think going in the hole in the garage? I, I can't, I couldn't get over the hole. It felt way stupider than, like, a lot of the other conceits of how people get to the Necronomicon and, like, read the thing. Mm. But I will say, I will say one of the things that fe- that's like a slight redemption in my opinion is I'm so glad that they actually had the records instead of somebody trying to read this book. Because the like the thing of mm-hmm. the book is that it's supposed to be in Sumerian. They talk way more about that like in the show and things like that. But like who who 
some casual people who can read this. Like no one can read that. So I like that they shifted it and made it like something that somebody else read out loud. Um, And like the kid just like couldn't, first he couldn't help himself to listen to it, but then he couldn't stop it from playing. I really liked that because like if you know what you're doing at that point, like he's like, oh, this is bad. And then, you know, doesn't want to continue going into it. But like at that point you can't stop. And like, I I liked that. But like really I like that slight change of like, I'm glad no one's trying to attempting to read this book because no one can read this book. So yeah. that that slightly made me feel a little bit better. But I'm just like the series of like holes that you're going into, and then like you know, there's a, a <laughs> like a grave that's partially open, and you're gonna dig your hand in there and pull something mm. out. Like, what if it was a body? Like, what are you? What are you doing? Ah, that just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that made me so that truly made me really mad and no one's gonna Um, do that yeah i'll also say if if we're talking about the mistakes of the oldest um one thing that i also liked about this movie since we're talking about it is that the second that there was a break in the action he told everybody what he thinks it was. Unlike mm-hmm. 2013, yes. where the friends kind of like, well, the like, oh, I guess I'm just going to keep this to myself. Like, like the second that they had a moment where the mom gets locked outside, I forget what what point in the movie it was, mm-hmm. but that second, the the oldest is like, hey, I kind of had to tell everybody this. Like, I appreciated that. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. I'm glad that people are like you know being open about what role they're playing in the destruction of you know the world and and whatnot. So um, good totally. good for you. Danny gets a gold star, um, but also <laughs> immediately gets it taken away for going in a hole in the first place. So um, yeah. not not great. Um, I what else did I like? Um, I mean, all of the gruesomeness of, like, that continues, like, the... I almost thought that the glass scene was worse than the cheese grater. Because Mm, I I mm -hmm. kind of knew about the cheese grater because enough people had just alluded without... It was, like, one of those, like, you know, no-context spoilers that started trending on on all the social media that I peruse. I saw a lot about the cheese grater, so I knew it was going to happen, and I could surmise, like, what it was going to look like. I was not expecting not only eating the glass, but a close-up of watching the glass slowly going down her throat was fucking gross and vile, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I loved it. Oh, my God. That was so good. Um, Yes. Just really unpleasant to to look at. So really appreciated that. Really appreciated mm-hmm. the um, that broken broom handle that then went through her head. Oh, Stephanie! You knew that something was going to happen. Stephanie. Yeah. Stephanie. We love Stephanie. <laughs> I I love that Stephanie. You know, played her part, and it was like Schroding, Schrodinger's uh, Stephanie, um, where yes. she plays a very important role in protruding through someone. Uh, no, Chekhov, Stephanie. Oh, Chekhov's, yeah, not, yeah. Um, but that was really great. And, I mean, I think my biggest like is Alyssa Sutherland um, as Ellie, as the mom. Um, it's clear that she had a true blast being the main deadite. And mm-hmm. I loved watching, like, what she did with her body Um, she just like really put her all into it. And I feel like it really 
it it hit in a very similar way that Jane Levy's um, character when when her character is possessed in 2013. Yeah. Like that's a very similar vibe. What you say, mm-hmm. Ryan? Is her name Mia? Oh yeah, Mia. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I feel like it was like a Mama. very similar. Mama and Mia. Oh my <laughs> God, we cracked the code. Mama Mia. <laughs> Mama Here Mia. I go again. Oh, there we go. Wow. Oh we just solved Evil Dead. We solved Evil Dead. Mama Mia. Here we go. I hope the next one's again. called like Here we go Evil again. Dead. Here we go. Here we go again. again. Oh my god. Here we go again. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Someone get Sam Raimi on the phone right now. Right now. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, the SOS. So many songs we can put in here. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I loved, I loved like huge, huge shout out to Alyssa Sutherland. Um, even though, again, another gripe is like too much trailer reveal. We, somebody needs to talk to whoever's editing these trailers and like hmm. just put less. I, I don't want to know. I want to see it in the movie. Put less. But like I was still creeped out, you know, when she's like mommies with the maggots, even though we got that in the trailer. But like she's just very unsettling and like so creaky cracky and um yeah i would love to hang out with her as a deadite absolutely interesting (laughs) interesting (laughs) okay her her and mia and then what and then good old mabel let's throw mabel in there too from the um vhs vhs Party party. I love Mabel. Yeah, I mean, we are big Mabel fans here. Yeah, Mabel and Ratma. If I could have a party and invite any guests, I would invite Mabel and Ratma. Yeah, if you could have a dinner party with any horror, you know, Ratma, Mabel, Megan. Right, Megan. Ratma, Mabel, Megan. Mia. Pennywise for me. Sorry. Yes. (laughs) This would be a good event. I'm going to start on my invites. Oh, my God. Your evites. Yeah, Fantastic. I, I, what's, uh, what's his name from, uh, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the, the demon from uh, Paranormal Activity? Oh. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Uh, Toby. 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 Of course. Yeah, Toby. Absolutely. Oh, wait. And last <laughs> I one. I could not think of Mika. Oh, that's what I was thinking too. It was Mika, but um, uh, HBO Gabriel, go Gabriel, go. Oh, yes. Uh, His backward walk. I just want to see Gabriel like trying to cut a steak. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic! Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Well, on that note, Brian, do you want to continue with your likes and gripes of this movie? (laughs) Oh yeah, sure. I loved the drone fake out at the beginning that you think it's the demon. Similarly to 2013, you think that the girl is um, uh, the victim when really she is the deadite. Um, And in this one, you think the deadite is coming, but really it's already there and it's the drone. I thought that was fun and clever. Um, Mm -hmm. The scalp, as we mentioned, I loved when she rips off the boyfriend's head. His head is still twitching on the dock. Mm-hmm, I thought yes. that was really cool. Just the makeup in general in this movie is is spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. um I uh oh, something we didn't talk about also is the no the scissor up the nose. Oh mm. yeah. Again, the check off scissor. 
Because mm-hmm. she throws it, throws she it throws under it under. Table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it uh, made me feel like I needed to clear out my sinuses. I know. When I saw that. <laughs> uh, and then we had the, and then the knife in the arm, the the Ooh. oldest in the kitchen with the knife in the arm was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, I thought all of the exposition and setup in this movie was excellent. You have like the building. You have the wood chipper that you see in the garage. Then you're, this building is old, so not everything works. It's being demolished, so like people aren't paying attention to it. You have that room at the end of the hallway that is um, um, locked, that uh, the, the, the apartment, because they need to get there to the fire escape. Then you have the earthquake being so big that it kind of destroys... Um, the cell towers are like they can't get cell reception. Then the stairs collapse, very similar to the bridge collapsing in the other movies. Um, so you have that. So like you really have oh the cat being in the the air mm. ducts. So you mm-hmm. have that set up as well. Like all of that was just like. It was really set up so that once we got into the action, I wasn't questioning why they couldn't leave that floor. Why? Also, it's raining out and they're high up. They can't yell to other people because they can't hear them. Like yep. all of that was just like perfectly set up in general. Plus, we it, it's a little bit two dimensional, but we got like sad mother. We got kids who are just like, you know, super cool and independent. We have like you know, sister who's like, does her own thing is a groupie and all. like you set that up, but like it, it, it makes us fall in love with them a little bit more. Um, uh, uh, I really liked that. Um, they, like Jamie said, they didn't read it. They listened to the re- the record. Um, it just all justified like in 2013, um, like in terms of like with Mia and the, um, uh, trying to get clean this one just like the mom kind of like already being kind of a shell of herself because the husband left allowed for some of that to like read a little bit easier even though they caught on very very quickly uh just in general um i thought it was i thought it kept the tone of evil dead in general but obviously match 2013 um i thought something i really liked is when she sniffs the pregnancy uh, mm-hmm. uh, that, and I, I thought that to me, that like, that really bothered me. Like in terms of like making me feel weird where she's, she's like, Oh, two souls or mm. whatever she says. I thought the acting was incredible <clears throat> all around. Um, Oh, I really liked that. We dispensed of everybody in the other, uh, the other apartments in that one sequence through the peephole. Mm. I thought that like was really effective and, and like happened all at once. And just like, that was a sequence. We didn't need to spread them out throughout, um, mm-hmm. the hallway scene in general, the dead before dawn, obviously is a callback yeah. to, um, evil dead Two. the eyeball being a callback yep. to evil dead when mm-hmm. the eye gets uh, pumped into someone else's mouth. Um, I really mm-hmm. liked that. Um, I thought it was interesting. Again, women are the first ones to be taken over, but mm-hmm. again, we talk about the, um, I mean, for the penetration of a woman with whatever is happening to them in terms of in Evil Dead, it's the trees. In Evil Dead 2, it's the trees. Um, and then, uh, excuse me, in, in um, uh, 2013. Uh, 2013, it's the trees. And in this one, we have the elevator wires. Um, and, and but we but they don't even have a shot of like the wire creeping up her leg. Mm-hmm. If you're an Evil Dead fan, you know what just happened because you mm-hmm. can assume that. Um, if you're not, 
it, it, it doesn't matter because like, it's just her being trapped and like being whatever the case may be. Um, so I thought that was really effective. Um, uh, although women were not the first to be, um, uh, uh, taken over in the recording because I think they say that the other priest had been taken over and I believe that Mm -hmm. all the priests Mm -hmm. were men. Also, the secondary priest was Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. I saw saw something that said that it was him because I think that they want it to be like a time-displaced Ash, like when he goes, you know, into medieval times, like maybe it's another version of him in another timeline. Mm. I, nice. oh, on that note, I like that they said that this is one of the three Necronomicons, so it, it allows for everything to possibly be in the same world and why they all look different. I love the design of this Necronomicon that um, he that you you poke yourself on the 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 teeth that closes it, and that's the blood that goes on there. Um, the ch- I like that the chain on the door was kind of like the chain on the cellar. And I mm. also like that the entrance down into the tomb, the vault, was square like the cellar. Um, if you notice, the pizza box at Henrietta's Pizza, uh, which is the name of the, uh, the deadite from the second one, uh, or the first one, or mm-hmm. Henrietta is, is there, um... The eye in the mouth we talked about. Come and get some, obviously. Um, and uh, some other things. Um, the If you think about it, this is the first original uh, Evil Dead movie really since Army of Darkness because technically 2013 is just a fancy remake of the original. Um, mm, yeah. So this is kind of a new one. And I really like that it proved itself in one-offs. I'm so happy that these don't have to be sequels. These are amazing. These are amazing movies to just be what standalone movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. I also like that nobody was turned back. I like that there are no survivors once the dead eye gets you yes. in this movie. Unlike Same. Mia and the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And both a like and a gripe for this movie is I like the stupid mistakes. The stupid mistakes to me is Evil Dead. And so while they bother me from like a, oh my God, why are you doing From a Jamie Handrester perspective, I get it. But on the other side, like I expect those stupid mistakes in an Evil Dead movie, specifically an Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah. I loved this movie. However, I do have, I have a significant amount of gripes. Um, mm. I think that um, almost all of the setup setup never pays off. Your the thematic elements of this movie: her being pregnant, the mother saying, um, "Bring back, uh, don't let them take my kids." You know, all of that. I think the themes in this are super convoluted. Is it about family? Are we saying that like the mom didn't do a good job without the father? Like, are we saying mm. that? Like, are like mm. I don't really know what this movie was trying to say about motherhood and family. I, I don't, and I don't think this movie necessarily knows what it's trying to say about that. And 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 all of these. Th- Threads just don't really pay off in the end. Like, like, okay, so she's not choosing to be a mother. Now she has to be the mother. Like, it's just her being pregnant, empathizing. Like, I, I just don't think it paid off in the end. And that, whereas I think in the 2013 one, it does pay off because the brother who has been absent and feels responsible for the mother's death and all of that stuff ends up being able to give his life for his sister's life and kind of pay off his debt to her. And I think that that, that this one didn't kind of have any of that. And that kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I forgot to look for the car. I don't think the car is in it, but the the Delta 88, but the car um, is... So two things. I don't like that the car is not in it, even though their car is yellow. And I really don't like that the movie didn't end with Bruce Campbell saying groovy. That weirdly bothered me. Because like, that's the thing that... Con- to me, that's like the thing in these one-offs that like will connect all of it. Just like he's always there. I, I don't know. I-, I wanted that at the end as an after credits thing. Um mm. I actually think that the open book ending it didn't really do it for me. I mm. don't think that I got anything from like this just being another person in the apartment. I, I just think that wasn't that we, at the end of that wasn't fun to me um, because like we kind of know that what's going to happen already. But I liked the opening. I, I just don't think I needed the end. I don't think it was like dynamic enough or interesting enough. To me, it was actually a letdown from the high that the mm. end of that movie brought to me where she, she they're about to leave and then she grabs the chainsaw. Um, mm. I also, um, I think the kid, the oldest, put the coin in his pocket. He took one of the coins and put it in his pocket. Um, I don't know why that didn't come back. You know, I thought that that was going to be like a, like that's how they can turn back type of thing. Mm. That, that seemed weird. I may have also just like put one and two things together for myself. Um, mm. Also something that really bothered me is it's a big to do that the girl has to put on her goggles. So because she can't, she doesn't like not knowing what's under the water. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. That relates to the opening sequence that relates to, you know, but then the elevator fills up with blood, which was awesome. And they kind of didn't, to me, that was a great moment for the for um, her aunt to be like, hey, like, listen, I know you don't know what's not going to be under the blood, but like, just stick with me. It was like, it was a good moment for her to be a mother because they set that up and like, it just kind of is thrown to the wayside. And that mm. kind of bothered me a little bit. I just think that this movie missed a lot of um, character beats once it all got started. But mm. I will say, the second that the Sam Raimi iconic tracking shot came in, when it's going up to the house and it hits the mother in the elevator, um, yeah. that I I was filled with the exhilaration of being on a roller coaster and going down that first drop. You you mm. you're anticipating it the whole first half hour, and then you get to it, and the rest of that movie is a nonstop roller coaster ride. You go from sequence to sequence that just like takes your breath away. And even though the cheese grater sequence I knew was coming, I that was my favorite moment because I didn't think that it would get to me because I knew it was coming, and it was still was the cringiest moment for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, go ahead. I thought you were going to say more. That's it? Okay. <laughs> I, I'll save my quotes. I'll save my quotes for the end, end of the episode. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely loved everything about this movie. The only, and I'll piggyback Brian off of your gripes and, and just say that some of that character stuff didn't bother me because I don't think I was looking for it for in these kinds of movies anyway. But I will say the one thing that was the most questionable was the whole Beth being pregnant thing because that never really mm. kind of came back in a way that I thought that it would because of how much they harped on it. Um, because mm-hmm. there could have been a, a myriad of other reasons why she would go back to her sister. You know, it didn't have mm-hmm. to be like, Mm-hmm. Because she is pregnant and then, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but everything else I, I did not mind at all as far as just character stuff. Because you're engrossed in what you're saying, Brian, when the ride gets started, like, it's nonstop. And so I just was 
enjoying the ride the whole time, you know, without having to think about, um, super character developments or their relationships and stuff. Because for, mm-hmm. in, in being new to evil dead and just watching it, like this is hands down my favorite one that I have seen because everything else, you know, has set it up to where I, I don't, I just want to see the gore and everything. And I wanted to just see if there were things from the previous movies that I can now, like you mentioned, Brian. Um, and I don't even think she's, she also said swallow your souls, which I thought that was really awesome that they mm-hmm. said that phrase um, in it and just seeing all the different Easter eggs. And so uh, for me, I had a blast and I absolutely would not have appreciated this movie as much if I had not watched the other ones. I feel like I probably would have been even more confused at the styling of, uh, of the the camera shots and the angles and stuff if this mm-hmm. was the first Evil Dead movie that I saw. But because it's not, thank you guys, I loved it. <laughs> um, um, do the you, gore... No, sorry, go having, ahead. No, I have a question for you. Having mm-hmm. seen now Evil Dead 2013 and Evil Dead Rise, do you feel like you appreciate the old ones more as well? Yeah, hands down. Absolutely. Hmm. And like I said, I got on board with, uh, you know, our, our evil medieval dead, evil times, <laughs> uh, um, chain. Uh, and sure. I, I loved that one. And so that kind of brought me on board with everything else. Um, and so then now seeing all the remakes and everything, it's like, okay, well, I like the callbacks of all of these, uh, different things. Cause it's always fun to kind of just be in the know. Um, and to, mm-hmm. And my expectations weren't as high. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's like, I know kind of what to expect. And so truly what it really felt like is this whole chain, us watching all these movies. It felt like I was watching one long movie that had a super, super slow start, but absolutely nailed the end and everything came back Mm. around and everything made Mm. sense and it was wonderful. And so then that changed my entire perspective of the whole movie. Like that's how I felt. Uh, and that's how I feel now with this chain. It's like watching all of these in this order, especially watching this past one, I am now like on board for the whole thing, like the whole, the whole chain in general, um, because it's just fun and it's gory. And of course I love anything gory, bloody, all the things, especially that elevator scene was one of my favorite things. Um, mm-hmm. cause it was very like the shining esque, um, yeah. which I also enjoyed that movie. Also, I had a dream about falling in an elevator and that is not fun. I don't wish that upon anybody because that was <laughs> oh, no. super Wait, real after this movie or that's a recurring yes. nightmare you have. Oh, no, damn. No, no. After this movie, uh, I had a very vivid, felt it in my bones dream of falling in an <laughs> elevator and there was no blood, Ooh. but that was not a fun feeling. So I don't wish that upon anybody. So Damn, I can't imagine filled, exactly. <laughs> uh, filled with blood that, that whole sequence was my favorite. Um, and you've already said all the gory scalping, everything, but I will say my favorite kind of like killing mm-hmm. moment was the, the Staphany. Um, I thought that was pretty great. And like you said, Brian, the setup of it, because the, the stick was broken at the beginning. And so you just have the sharp edge and then it like comes in at the end of being able to Mm -hmm. impale the, uh, middle child, which is, Ooh, so creepy, creepy, creepy. 
Um, <clears throat> and I actually do love that they come back at the end and go to mm. the scene with the girl that we see at the beginning because then it just all kind of makes sense. I love that it was, uh, this is what is happening now and this is what happened the day before to get you to this point. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. here we are here we are connecting the dots. I love shit like that. So I thought that that was sure. wonderful. It didn't take away the, the ending uh, for me. And um, mm-hmm. I'm also glad like in these movies, or at least in the other movies, they're always trying to, and I think Brian or Jamie already mentioned this, they're trying to change people back. But I just love that Beth immediately kind of realized that her sister was not going to come back and Mm -hmm. just put that chainsaw in her skull and said, yeah, this is Mm -hmm. it. Like you are gone. I'm not going to try to find a way to save you. Like we're already at this point of like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. done. It's done. Um, and it's because, like, in the last movie, you know, it, it all led up to, you know, Mia getting actually revived. But um, I just like that it's like, yeah, you're possessed. Love you, mean it. I already know that you're gone. So <laughs> peace out. This is it. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to let really, you kill other people. <laughs> yeah. And as Jamie mentioned, I really liked that they all combined into one. Like the moments mm-hmm. when they're trying to, when they're going into her to like connect with her, I just thought that it was amazing. And just like, again, the Evil Dead franchise, the Evil Dead chain, one-upping itself. Like this Deadite, like turning into an ultimate Deadite. Yeah, that's literally what was my next point was going to be of what I liked is oh, that because no. I don't think we really, it's okay, it's okay. Brian. We're all like the same things. Um I, I don't. I was trying to I've see if I remembered this whole episode <laughs> of Evil Dead Rise. I'm so sorry. It's all good. Well, that hasn't. So we haven't seen that right in the other movies. I remember when all the skeletons kind of came together mm-hmm. in the medieval <laughs> thing, but it wasn't like bodies coming together to form like this evil entity. So that was really cool that it, it happened uh, this go around. Um, yeah, I also, I, I love the fact that it was a record as well because the kid likes records and of course he's going to like play it cause he's obsessed with it. I thought that it was a good setup. I liked that kind of through line story of finding the stuff than some of the other ones. Um, yeah, everything was great. Loved it. The only gripe that I will say, um, that I had has nothing to do with the movie. It has to do with social media because, hmm. We follow all the horror things and people, someone posted the title card video of this. And so yeah, I I saw that and I was like, what the hell? Exactly. And it's just so annoying. Yeah. Because I know I would have loved it even more if I didn't see it. And Mm -hmm. so it, I'm, I'm just mad at social media uh, for that. Yeah. Just let people Watch the movie. It's the opening weekend, too, guys. It's like, Mm -hmm. come on. At least give it, like, two weeks. Then if you want to post Mm -hmm. stuff. And I also just... No, go ahead. That just reminded me of... uh, I I was listening to this Vulture podcast about spoilers because they were talking about... They were talking about the succession spoiler that people were, like, losing it over which I will mm. not spoil, but they were talking mm. about like, when is the appropriate amount of time? Like how much time do you give before you just like share stuff without warning? But like, yeah, I think that like within the first weekend, give people time to see the thing. Yes. I feel like a week is like, 
you know, I would prefer longer probably, but like I think a week yeah. is a healthy amount of time to give people before you start posting stuff. Like people work. Yes. Hello. We if we could exactly. all just sit in the movie theaters and like watch movies all day, then like some yeah. of us would, but that we all can't. Like a dream. It sounds like a dream. <laughs> but I would say I would say spoilers. Listen, I, conservatively, I <clears throat> liberally I would say spoilers on like a Monday, Tuesday. Uh, conservatively, I think you should wait to do spoilers like a week or two out. But the way mm-hmm. that everything works is there's a new movie every weekend. So like, mm-hmm. and and a popular movie every weekend. So like realistically, like, you know, you see the first weekend, boom, you're on to the next movie and whatnot. But like, um, yeah, I, I think I think Monday, Tuesday spoilers are okay for movies. For TV shows, I think you get a couple days. Um, mm. like, a, I don't know. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating conversation. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but also you have to yeah. police yourself. Like, listen, yeah. if, if I know, like for, like, I know that I can't see evil dead until Tuesday. I just have to, I have to limit my social media intake because like it will, spo- I will get spoiled. I will. Mm-hmm. Which is a, ugh, just so people are duty heads. ridiculous. Yes. People, people are duty are heads. Duty and heads. even again, another gripe, which has nothing to do with movies, just the movie theater experience, um, which mm. al- always reminds me that I am an introvert at heart, 124 seven. Cause I hate mm-hmm. it. There was somebody recording the same title card, like right in front of me on their phone. Really? And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you recording this stuff? And then there was somebody who was like watching something or playing a video, like all through the credits, uh, sorry, all and through the, um, the, uh, opening trailers until the movie started like loud on their phone, just playing a video until the movie started. Wait, did I ever tell they you don't. the evil, the, um, <laughs> speaking of Sam Raimi and Evil Dead, um, when <laughs> I saw Drag Me to Hell in movie theaters, I was in a theater with like very rambunctious, I'm going to sound like an old person in this, but I was in a theater with a lot of rambunctious teenagers. Like it was a, it was a beach town weekend. Like we were seeing the movie and just like, literally I've never been in a more poorly behaved theater. Everybody was mm. talking. People were throwing popcorn at each other at like rows in front. Somebody, I was just getting so livid. And I actually went out twice to the manager being like, this theater is crazy. And he's like, listen, I'll give you a handful of free movie tickets. I can't like kick out an entire theater. Like, and, and he was honest with me. I was like, but my friend and I stayed, Gary and I stayed. Um, and then the person behind me answered the phone. <laughs> no. And they answered their cell phone. And I turned around and I said, You're going to be on the phone? Give it to me. I said, Give me your cell phone. I said, Give me your phone right now. If you're going to answer, if you can't be trusted with a phone in a movie theater, you have to give me the phone right now. And Gary had to like be like, Listen, you're going to have to put that away or he's going to absolutely snap. Um, you, you're going to have to shut up and put that away. And, and, and the kid got scared for sure. Um, and so. Yes. Uh, I just did a TikTok about uh, first watches. Like, I wish I could get my first watch of that movie back. I wish I could watch it again for the first time because I I love that movie. But that first watch was like absolutely ruined. Hmm. Which is the worst. It's like, come on, guys. You're Mm -hmm. there to watch a movie. And if you want to go and talk, there are so many other places that you can converse. Like your living room. Literally anywhere else. Literally Anywhere anywhere else. I mean, Anywhere the people else. next to me during this movie were talking. 
Um, but they were whispering about the movie and they were having a good time. I've been able over my years to like let things go. Um, some things I can't, but other things I can. For instance, like the people next to me were talking, but they were talking about the movie. They were having a fun time. They were gasping. They were screaming. Like, and, and so mm-hmm. I let it go because like they were interacting with the movie as opposed to just like talking about like. Oh, like, like their, their taxes. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. It's just super annoying. Guys, don't be that person. Like if you want to go and see a movie, actually watch it. Don't be a duty head. Just excuse yourself. Like there was a girl in front of me who was just on her phone the whole time. And so her screen is bright in this dark, you know, theater. And it's like, (sighs) you... You're in this movie theater and you're just on your phone the whole time, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through whatever. It's like, you can just do that at home. Why'd you pay money to be here to scroll on your phone? Hate it. Anyway, I wish that I could have my rewatch of that without knowing anything, number one, from social media Mm -hmm. and without people being duty heads because Mm -hmm. I really had a good time, but I was also just trying to not um, yell at people. So... Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> uh, over, yeah. All in all, though, love it. No notes for me. It was wonderful. The gore is fantastic. Love it all. So anybody else have anything else for the likes and gripes? No, I, I will say that none of the I will say that none of the gripes undercut how much I truly enjoy this movie. Yeah. Fantastic. I have I had so much yeah. fun. Also, the monster thing is called the Marauder, and I just really wanted to say that because I think that's a wild name. At the end? Yeah. Marauder. The Marauder. Yeah. They, like, it okay. says that the director and screenwriter wanted to give a physical shape. I think this is really interesting. They wanted to give a physical shape to some aspects of raising a child and the way that a parent might see their kids and parenting itself, which is like very real and something that I talk to clients about. So I really mm. appreciate that that's like the amalgamation that they created from that vision in their head. Yeah. No, that's cool. that's super cool. I love that. Love that. Well, let's segue Water since sounds like an you old wooden ship. Oh, wooden ship. Talk about brains. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the brains in our next section. Mmm, brains. Tasty. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes, Fergalicious, I think, is what what the song is. It is Fergalicious. Uh-huh. Grand. <laughs> so let's let's talk about all of the brains in this. Sometimes I feel like um when I think about questions, it ends up being a Kevin's corner in my brain. Um shout out to Broadway City Podcast because <laughs> I think of an idea, but then I have to get to a question. And so my brain will just think about, you know, um, work-life balance because of Beth. But then I'm thinking like, okay, well, what about Beth? She's like so messed up and she couldn't even like that. She couldn't even answer her sister's or answer her sister's phone call or even just listen to the Mm -hmm. voicemail because she's listening to the voicemail when she's at the house and it's like, girl, you've had this for five months. Ellie said that she talked, uh, called her five months ago, but she was just so kind of engrossed in the performance world or trying to, you know, uh, um, break into her career so that she's not considered Mm -hmm. a groupie. Uh, so then Mm -hmm. that had me thinking, well, what kind of person is that? 
So my question to you, Jamie, is the long way around all of that is can Beth's behavior be described as like a certain type of person, like negligent or whatever, or Mm. is she just like a terrible sister? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Oh, terrible sister. Um, Mm. I mean, I, you know, we only get pieces of their relationship dynamic. There were some things that Beth had alluded to about, like, what Elle's role was of, like, oh, like, you were the one that I always went to to, like, help help me, like, you know, deal with things or, like, navigate challenging times, um, which, like, you know, then it seems like Elle has taken on this role of, of being the one that gets leaned on and Beth is the one that gets to do the leaning. And so, like... In this, the roles are essentially reversed because, like, Elle is the one who gets possessed and needs Beth to take care of her kids. Um, and so I I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily that she's, like, a crappy person or if there's some way to describe her, but, like, you know. And we, I don't think they ever talk about, like, who's older do they ever say that like which Mm. sibling is older or younger i don't know there may be a line in there like my little someone may have like expositioned my little sister or something like that but in my personal opinion from their interacting actually nikisha's the actress from from the from their interactions nikisha and the script and how they were how they related to each other who would you say is the older one and who would you say is the younger one I mean, I hate to just base this off of like maternity, but it feels like Ellie is, (laughs) (laughs) Ellie is the older one because she um, has the kids, but also has like this motherly kind of um, hold over her sister. Like when Beth comes, it's like Mm -hmm. Beth is the one that can be the younger one and like be out on tour and do whatever she wants. Not just because she doesn't have responsibilities and no kid, but maybe just because like that's younger, you know, personality uh, type. And so Beth is also Mm -hmm. the one that's in trouble and like going to Ellie as opposed to, I feel like if Beth was the older of the one, she would kind of try to handle something herself. And I don't know, that might be going more Mm -hmm. into like mental Jamie territory, but it just feels like if you are the older person, you are figuring out stuff by yourself because like you were there first before your siblings. And so then when your siblings come, you're the one taking care of them. Me speaking as an only Mm -hmm. child, (laughs) but just from seeing dynamics, it would seem that like Beth would be the younger person. I don't know. Do you agree? Disagree, Jamie? No, I do agree. Like, I think that's kind of the vibe that they give off, even without them explicitly stating who's older and who's younger. Um, yeah. Not that, you know, birth order is not, like, a definitive thing, but at least, you know, I'm not, like, no huge birth order person. But, like, I do think that it's interesting what type of roles that, that they then take on. And, like, <clears throat> it then gives Beth the convenience of being able to live her life however she wants to without having to think about like others being like needing something or needing help. Mm -hmm. And, and like it, it frees up her life. And so like it, you know, whatever conclusion you want to draw from that, I think speaks more to like her situation. Like she has, she also like her, her job is one that 
she's on the road all the time and just like in constant movement, like there's a, a yes. lack of like stability there. And so yes. how, how does that then also make it? Yeah. Like how does that, like you can probably speak on just like, you know, mm. what does it look like to constantly be in flux and, do you like, do you feel like people are leaning on you? Do you feel like you're leaning on other people? Well, like when you're in need or when other people are in need and like, how do you balance that when like you might not consistently be around? That's not like speaking. I mean, I think that you're an incredibly yeah. compassionate and empathetic and caring person <laughs> because you're a cancer and we vibe the same way. But like, I don't think that that speaks to you not being compassionate. It's just like, that's just the, that's just part of like the, the career path that you're on. But like, it doesn't yep. mean that you don't care. So like how one might be balancing, like, you know, maintaining relationships with people. Like, I feel like that's, that's an important thing to think about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely when you don't have a sense of stability within your environment, how can you take the time to think about, be considerate of, in the most general sense, you know, other, other people mm -hmm. around you or be someone that general um, sense general, uh, that you can, that somebody can lean on you. Cause like they can't lean on you. You're moving somewhere else, you know, like in the most mm -hmm. like physical sense of like, you're here, you're there, you're somewhere else, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you're just trying to take care of yourself at that point. <laughs> um, because everything around you is so chaotic. So I think Ellie being in one spot, it's like, that's the stability right there. And so if Beth, Beth needed some stability, it's like, you go to, you go to there. Cause they're already, you know, situated nicely, except that she gets there and they're not situated nicely because the apartment, they're about to lose their apartment. But so mm -hmm. the next question that I have for you, Jamie, is on another general gist uh, sense of how can you assess for yourself when it's the right time to stop helping someone that you care for? And I'm speaking to this in mm -hmm. regards to at the very end, the point that I mentioned of liking in this movie is that Beth realizes that Ellie is long gone and she can't help her anymore. So she has to just mm -hmm. wood chip her away. But how can you in wood any kind of like personal <laughs> <laughs> relationship, um, just assess like, I can't help you anymore. Yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like there's no like definitive point where it's like, ah, here it is. I like now I know for sure that like we've hit the point of no return. Um, and I think like, you know, I like I think about change a lot because I think like it's pretty core to the work that I do and like people's own ability and capacity to change and like ultimately it comes from within there's like influence that like people can have over like how much you want to change but like the actual like steps have to come from you there has to be that like internal connection for you um mm. I think that I mean I think things might be a little bit more complicated when you're possessed but <laughs> I think that um you know like also evaluating how is this going to impact you? Like your involvement in somebody else, like changing or not something that is problematic. Is it, is it like 
draining and so taxing. And like, you have to put your own needs on the back burner because you're trying, because you're prioritizing this other person's needs and like trying to help them with their stuff that then you're not able to address your own stuff. And Mm -hmm. like, is that then, you know, causing you harm? Like, I think you have to check in with yourself to see like, what impact is this having on me to like continue to put my whole self into this? And, um, and it's okay. Like it's, it's okay to reflect and be like, I I can't keep doing this. Like it's, it's harmful for me to continue to do this. Um, because like who better to look out for you than you, um, you can put all of the resources, all of the information, like, you know, give everyone anything that they need in order to be successful. But ultimately it's on that individual to actually like want that thing. Um, even if they say that they want it, it's another thing to actually take the steps. So I think that Mm -hmm. like at any point, if you're like, I feel like I've put everything out there and like supported you in this, that at any point you can say like, I, I can no longer put your needs above my own. And I feel like that's a very like appropriate boundary to set, especially if it's like literally what I was harm. thinking of is the word boundary. It's like the, that is screaming boundaries, at me. It's like, mm. Make sure you place your boundaries guys. Boundaries. <laughs> I used to sing a That's boundary a song. song with one of my supervisees uh, in supervision because we would always talk about boundaries. I will never not. I, I fully accept that my career revolves around <laughs> talking about boundaries and like, that's just, the life that I lead now is always talking about boundaries. boundaries. But can we hear the song one more time? Oh, great. You're singing. Yes. Sing the song. Oh, no. The it song. was just like boundaries with like the person's name. So it's like boundaries with Jamie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'm obsessed with it. And we'll now sing it from now on. Anytime. Yeah. Boundaries. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so my last question, and this is just kind of like a funny haha thing, but I was thinking about motherhood and it kind of being thrust upon you with, uh, Beth now kind of not Beth being pregnant, but like Beth having to take care of her, um, niece now that she doesn't have anyone. Mm-hmm. And now that they have been succumbed to the deadites, uh, but based off of the movie information, if you were, um, their court-ordered child protective service therapist, however that works, however that works. Would you Mm -hmm. allow Beth to take care of the younger child? Um, I think there would definitely have to be, like, some conversations about, like, who's going to watch this child, just given Beth's line of work, Um, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure she's probably also evaluating for herself, given her new status as like being pregnant in the beginning of the film, like whether what's her own plan for if she chooses to like move forward with her pregnancy, like what's her own plan for her biological child too. I think like it's the same question. Um, But like outside of her job and like just having some kind of guardian around, I think that she would be a good guardian. Um, Mm. Like I didn't have any concerns about like, you know, her ability to be a good parent or not. Like, I feel like we didn't get enough of that. It was more of like, oh, you're just some like groupie slut, which like she wasn't anyway. 
So right. that did that, that doesn't like She was a guitar like technician. To, yes, she was a guitar <laughs> technician that required her to be on the road a lot, but like that doesn't speak to like her, you know, ability to be a good mother or not. So I I I feel like it's really hard to like assess for whether or not she like could be an effective guardian, but you know, I think like with therapy for the both of them separately and together, uh they got a good shot. But yes. also the dad is the the dad's still alive even though he left, so I bet there would be a potentially mm. some uh some courtroom totally drama. I forgot about that guy. What a weird <laughs> sequel that would be. It would just be courtroom drama. Like also, how do you explain what happened to the family? Like, there's a lot of things, right. obviously. Uh, but like that's mm. not that's like the end of Ready or Not, spoiler alert, where it's like, how are the cops <laughs> gonna believe that she didn't do this to the whole family? Sure. Yep. But also you talk yeah. about courtroom dramas and horrors. Like we actually surprisingly have a good amount of horror movies that that that's do true. feature court courtrooms and court cases. That's so, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Here for it. <laughs> oh also uh, speaking of grand. speaking of good the Qatar tech. I, I so can, I like that it was related to the record player and all the music stuff. I thought that was like a really nice like um, loop. But like also mm-hmm. like how much soldering can you do without a power outlet? Like uh, was she, uh, that I didn't understand. Was she like jerry rigging it to play the record record again without a power because the, the power was still out in the house. Mm, so yeah, like, I don't I don't know how to solder, uh, so I don't have any. Yeah, answers. but I did like how they set up the soldering with the. Um, tattoo um oh yeah with, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah needle um i also like that the mom was super cool like tattoos she was and, a like, very cool mom yeah super cool <laughs> and and i have a she's not a regular mom she's group. a cool mom she's not a, <laughs> she's, she's a, a super cool, cool mom. mom um she's mama mia <laughs> uh my question is uh wait nikisha you said engrossed twice is it engrossed or is it engrossed because now i'm questioning my life choices I didn't even know that I said those <laughs> words. So just ignore. <laughs> I <laughs> engross, engross. Okay, saying engross because of my southern I think it just sounds nasty mm. to say engrossed. It's engrossed. Um, so I just said oh, I just hear I do you ever <laughs> listen to like how to pronounce on, on Google if you like type in a word? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I just listen to it. Engrossed. That's what she sounds like. Like gross. Like, ew, that's gross. Like, engrossed. Yeah. Engrossed. I mean, it absolutely makes sense. I think I was just trying to, I don't know, somewhere in my neural pathways have thought that engrossed is what it should be. So. (laughs) Is there a way to, like, play it out loud? Probably not. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the description. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> any of you who are interested in the pronunciation of this word check Amazing. it out um cool. oh my god all right Fantastic. should we do uh, uh rot- rotten tomatoes everyone yes rotten yes. tomato okay rotten, <laughs> rotten tomatoes it's the rotten tomatoes game what do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes currently, as of this recording? Hmm. A 68. Oh, oh wow. I was going to say, like, 88. Oh, 
This has an 85% on Rotten oh. Tomatoes. I just yeah. assumed that the critics would be like harder on it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. uh, offering just about everything longtime fans could hope for while still managing to carry the franchise forward, Evil Dead Rise is all kinds of groovy. Groovy, yeah. baby. Absolutely. I do, uh, what something something that I was thinking about before that I don't think I actually talked about was just like the difference between like these new, more contemporary Evil Deads versus the original. And while I don't think that they're as like slapsticky, silly, humorous, I still am really enjoying the fran- the chain, as I was saying before. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's still a lot of the like, hesitation at least that I'm seeing on social media is just like how's it going to be without Bruce Campbell and like you know is it still going to feel like Evil Dead like this it's still it's still the same thing like the same people are ultimately behind these these stories and like they're not going to let anything bad happen to these stories it's still going to capture the same essence which like it still is spooky even though they get humorous so that's just that's my thoughts on that yeah, I totally agree with you. That's why I like these, you know, these one-offs because it could still mm-hmm. stay within the tone. It can create its own tone while staying true to kind of the overall plot points as well and tone in some ways. But mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like even if the next one we got was a full-on comedy, like I would mm-hmm. be a, I would I, you know, each one is a different movie. That's totally fine. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Uh, should we do the four S's? Yes. Skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. <laughs> okay, we have skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Um, those are our four S's. Skulls is how well this movie handles mental health and human behavior. Scares is how scary was this movie. Shakes is how much is this going to stick with you? Can you shake it off? And then suggestions. Uh, we'll give some suggestions. We're going to do one through ten. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you start with your four S's or three of them? And, you know, you know how it works. Sure. Um, so for Skulls, I gave this a six. Um, just minus four points for going in the hole. Um, but otherwise I think that like, I think people were, you know, mostly react. There was a little bit of like separation that was happening where I was like, why is this person by themselves or why have they like split up in this way that I didn't think made sense? Um, but otherwise I do think that like people are reacting in like pretty, you know, typical human ways. Um, for scares, I gave this a three Um, I don't think I was really jump scared, but again, I think there's like really good tension building and some pretty gruesome moments and kills. Um, and for shakes, I'm giving this a six. I think like it's a, it's a good standout for the chain. And, um, I think it like it, you know, there's definitely moments that will forever stand the test of time inside my little head. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Nagisha. Yeah, I also gave this a um, six for Skulls. Um, Yeah, for the most part. I mean, people were peopling more than some of the other ones, in my opinion. So six it is. Scares, I gave it a five. And not because of the jump scares, but because of all of the gore, which I loved. And Mm -hmm. it was unsettling and beautiful all at the same time. And Shakes, I gave it an eight. I had a great time. Really loved it would go see it 
multiple times, would tell people to go see it. So that's an eight for me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, for Skulls, I gave it a five. I, to me, it loses points for starting threads and then losing them. Um, but it mm-hmm. gained a lot of points for a lot of the things that you all discussed. Scares, I gave it a five. I just, from the surprise of the scalping to the ah. uncomfortable aspects of things, uh, <laughs> definitely a five. Um, and then Shakes, I'm giving it a seven. I thought this was great. Um, like, I, I can't wait to see this movie again. Uh, like, I, I'm really excited. I would even go back to the movie theaters to see it again. Like, I had, like, a really great time watching this. It was so much fun. Uh, and, and that may mean it goes up a notch, you know, later, but right now I'll, I'll give it a seven. Um, and as I mentioned for my suggestions, mine is, uh, watch Ash versus Evil Dead to get more Evil Dead fix in there. Um, uh, mm. Jamie, I'll pass it to you for suggestions. Yeah. So I went a very different route. I just thought about like, what are other, um, sequels or like remakes or redos or requels or whatever you want to call it? to um, other classic horror movies. And I went with the 2018 remake of Suspiria. Um, I think that is a really interesting movie and think folks should watch it. I haven't seen the original, um, but the, the 2018 one was pretty good. Cool. The original is crazy. Uh, I watched oh, really? it, the original during the pandemic and I mm. mean, all I can remember just was so, it was so colorful, <laughs> which was so surprising. Mm. I mean, like I loved the cinematography. I, the story was kind of okay for me, but I just remember there just being such kind of vivid colors throughout and not just the mm. color blood, but just, mm. it was, yeah. it was a Did wild. Did you see the 2018 no, I haven't seen the I think you yet. would actually really love it. I think you should watch it. Grand. We'll put it on my <laughs> list to watch. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, to, I don't really have a suggestion, but I thought about it because um, I put it in my likes and gripes <laughs> of the... Uh, I never have a suggestion. Um, but if you want blood in elevators, The Shining. So I'm just going to put The Shining. Yeah, Yay. that's a good one. Um, Bloody elevators um and Nikisha, you said that this is your favorite evil dead movie up until this point yes hands down Uh, jamie jamie where does this fall in your list for right now um i mean probably fifth but i still really liked it like Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's bad i don't think any of them are bad sure yeah, um, I would probably put this somewhere in the middle, somewhere around 2013. I think I like 2013 better today. That doesn't mean that's mm-hmm. how I'll feel a little bit. But I, what I will say is that I think there's an argument to be made that this is one of the, if not the, most consistent, strongest horror chain franchises out there. We have five movies plus a TV show that are all that all know exactly what they are, put out really good content, you know, tones all over the place in a good way. Like, I can't think of another one that pulls that off with the same consistency. With this many, with this much, this many movies and stuff like that. Because, like, you could say that the three Conjuring movies are, uh, like, average out pretty high, but that's still three movies versus 
five movies in a TV show. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think of well, one that is Well, did you watch like, cause like, the, the Scream movie, uh, TV show? Because I thought the first season of Scream was no. really good. Sure. No, I think I heard it was bad and then I didn't watch it. <laughs> I Well, as it went on, it was. But the first, just the first season, <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Scream is definitely on that list, depending on how you feel about three. Um, but then three can technically be equated to like a like a, uh, like an army of darkness, a medieval dead type, you know, in terms of like being the comedy one going for a different tone and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. cause like even all the, some of the Freddy movies are awful. The Jason, some of the Jason movies are terrible and unwatchable, but like there are more of those. So it evens, it balances differently. I don't know. Just a thought to put out there. Yeah. Mm. Wait, what was the movie that said none of the Freddy? I was watching something and they were talking about the Freddy movies and they were like, yeah, we're, even, we're going to even watch this. It oh, this it was one? this one. It was this one. Yes. Yeah. And when they, they were that, like, hey, um, do you want to come hang oh, out in the with hallway. us? We're going to watch all of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it was this. It was this. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the Freddy there's, are good movies is what they said. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, but as an update while we're talking about it, because they also have that, they have a similar conversation in uh, Scream 6, um, mm-hmm. which is now on Paramount Plus if you want to rewatch it. Um, but for those of you keeping track at home, um, including this movie, I'm up to 17 new 2023 movies this year. Uh, I, just, I still got a long way to go. There's a lot on my list that I'd like to watch. But um, Evil Dead Rise is like has risen to the top, not the number one on my list, but like it's top five right now for sure. Mm. Top five. What is your top five? Sure. Megan, missing, and not this is not in order. Megan, except for Megan, Megan's number one. Megan, <laughs> missing, Scream Six, Evil Dead Rise, and five. I'm just still figuring out if it's like Renfield or uh, The Offering or Unseen. Um, I have to figure out that order, but like, it's definitely top four. That top four is solid right now. Megan missing scream six and evil dead rise for sure. Yeah. Oh, and it's only April. So, so much more to go. Only April. We have so much more to go. You're absolutely right. We've got like the black demon, uh, from black, the boogeyman, the blackening insidious, the red door, haunted mansion. Talk to me. The Meg the Trench, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, They Listen, The Nun 2, Cuckoo, The Exorcist, Saw 10, Five Night at Freddy's, Thanksgiving, I think the new Ghostbusters movie comes out this year, Night Swim, uh, the, um, we have, uh, no, Night Swim is next year, excuse me. Um, then there's stuff that we don't know, like Salem's Lot is supposed to be coming out at some point. There's like mm-hmm. a Strangers one, a remake, uh, Oh, it lives inside. We saw a trailer for that in front of the movie. That was creepy, deepy stuff. Like, there's a ton of stuff still to come out, and I probably missed a lot in that like stuff. But like, we're this is exciting stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year for for horror for sure. So super stoked. Oh, and isn't like there's a for what was sure. a Jordan Peele adjacent sure. thing that's happening this year? Because it's like oh, official official I, movies next year, right? But there was something else I that think he was attached to that was coming out this year. Oh, okay, okay. I think they're, they're both running. next year, but he has two movies coming out next year. Well, one is his and one he's producing, and the one that mm-hmm. is his is coming out around Christmas. Mm. 
Gotcha. Uh, oh, so Jamie, this was on your most anticipated of this year. Did it live up to that? Like, did it live My up hype. to that? You like hype? Yeah, I think so. I, I It gave me like exactly what I wanted. So I feel like that's a win. You're rolling in my morning. Now that's how you have to close the... <laughs> yeah. Well, here are my quotes. Here are my quotes. Um, well, I'll let you do your outro and then we'll go into the quotes. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yes. I got excited. Beautiful. I got excited. I got so, excited. so excited. <laughs> so excited. Uh, Grand. so that wraps up our episode of the Evil Dead Rise. Also, we watched all of the Evil Dead, guys, so... Go watch it and listen to the podcast Ooh. and see if you agree with the things we were saying about these as uh, we were anticipating this movie. So you can You'll be engrossed. follow us on engrossed. <laughs> engrossed. <laughs> um, you can follow us I, on all the social media. I don't medias. think of you as being I don't think of you as being from where you are because you're you've worked so much on your dialect and your accent. Like Gosh. whenever you say it, it like it it just like transports me into like like I don't know like I don't know it's a, it's a it's a because like I used to have a very thick like Jersey accent like Long Island Jersey accent and in acting school like, I fixed that like like oh let's go down the street and look in the drawers the draws I can't even say the, the draws sure. the shore let's go down the shore sure. like um you know oh mm. I was I was drinking I was drinking coffee and I saw a horror movie and like all that stuff how do I say horror horror yeah, mm-hmm. but like horror. <laughs> when you do that, it throws me for a loop. I don't know why, because you. I, I think of your voice as being very beautiful from like both like vocally and from a like <laughs> nouns perspective. Uh, excuse me, a vowels mm-hmm. perspective. So like th- that really stuck out to me when you were talking this episode. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've worked very hard because good for you. It is it is in there. So engrossed <laughs> so that I don't say engrossed, 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 whatever. Um, beautiful. All that to say, you can follow us on the social medias, on the TikTok, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, at TalkHorrorPod, P-O-D. And Brian, where can they listen to us? You can listen to us wherever you get podcasts. Find us on Spotify. Find us on Stitcher, of course. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. And thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Hit, up, uh, hit us up with the quotes, producer right. Brian. My three favorite quotes that I can remember off the top of my head from this movie are, come and get some. Uh... Mommy's with the maggots now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're going to be a good mom because you know how to lie to kids. <laughs> great that line. is a great one. I liked that one. I think that was great, a full conversation, line. but I just turned it into one line. But I, I think the one that's going to stay with me is Mommy's with the maggots now. I like want a T-shirt that says Mommy's with the maggots now. Mm. Um, but Put that uh, up on uh, a TikTok. Yeah. Maybe somebody from Etsy will make one for you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's very true. I'm, I'm sure I can. If I looked, I'm sure I could find one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastic. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.